From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast, a podcast about high school football here in the Brazos Valley. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by Jake Weiss, the Eagles high school sports reporter. All right, Jake. And then there were three, three teams left from the Brazos Valley in the playoffs. I got to say it, Jake, it was not a banner week for the BV. Area schools went three and five in round three but we got three contenders left college station franklin and burton yeah you know uh it was a tough break season's in for brazos christian brenham and also uh, madisonville really good seasons for all three of them um, i know they wanted to go all the way all three of them did uh, nobody likes their season to end but a lot they should be proud of i think in my opinion um, you know i know we talked to all those coaches throughout the season, especially last week, and, you know, a lot to be proud of, I think, for all across the board for uh, those schools. But now, yeah, like you said, we've only got three left. Well, all three of the games that we've got this week are pretty juicy matchups, I'd say. So let's get right into the action. College Station, they're taking on Smithson Valley on Saturday at 2 in Pflugerville. We've got a Saturday playoff game this week, Jake. It's also in the daytime between the Cougars and the Rangers. You know, I I don't know this for sure, but I got to think this is in part to kind of get used to playing on a Saturday in the day. The 5A Division I state championship game is on a Saturday at 11 a.m. So, you know, teams aren't looking that far ahead, but you kind of need to get used to that kind of setting if, if you get what I'm saying. So... It's going to be a good one, though. Uh, College Station, they were the preseason favorite in this region, but Smithson Valley has pretty much emerged as the team to beat in the region by the end of the regular season. And now they're going to figure out, now they're going to play each other to figure out who's the best. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, last week, though, all about College Station's revenge on Georgetown, 52 to 28 win. You know, Jake, it, it seems like one, the Cougars are starting to get over those slow starts that we kind of saw as a trend over about a period of a month. Yeah. The other thing is the College Station defense is really coming together at, at the right time of the year. Yeah, no, uh, really, really impressive showing for the defense last week against Georgetown. Um, completely just flip of the script from the first game they played Georgetown. Uh, I was at both games the first time they met in the regular season and then the playoff game and yeah, like you just said, I, I was kind of blown away by how good the defense looked. I mean, they had two two turnovers. Um, I think with my, by my count, they held Georgetown to like 160 yards of total offense in the first half. Um, didn't really get a chance to like go back and look what it was in the second half. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this one was just a really dominant performance for the defense. And the offense, I thought, they kept it rolling. I mean, you've talked about it. You saw them play Angleton. You said the offense was kind of starting to heat up a little bit. They've just kind of been steady, consistent, just kept it rolling since then. Well, kind of a quick look at Smithson Valley. They're a really good team. They're 12-1 and on the season. Their lone loss was to Harker Heights back in week two. Harker Heights, they're in the 6A Division II region finals. They're playing Soto this week, and they might win that game, which would be a big win for them. Harker Heights, of course, in Bryan's district, uh, was the district champion in that, that, that district. Uh, this is an offense that features A&M commit Colton Thomason. 
he's huge. He's like 6'8", 325 pounds at tackle. And so, you know, he is a really big guy that that College Station defense will have to get around. Pretty big development, though, is that Smithson Valley's quarterback, Chase Senelik, he left the game in the fourth quarter last week against Fulshire with an apparent shoulder injury after a rushing attempt. That's according to the San Antonio Express News. His status is unknown. He had four total touchdowns last week, though, in that big win over Fulshire. So if he can't play, uh, the Rangers could be in a little bit of a trouble on, on offense. I think you talked with Smithson Valley's coach, Larry Hill, earlier today. What did he kind of say about where the Rangers are at? Did he give any update on where Cinelac's at and with his injury, too? Yeah, you know, he really didn't give any update on um, Cinelac, but, you know, he, his big thing was, you know, I asked him kind of just, hey, you know, what's what's the big difference between this group? Because he's been there a long time. I think he's got over, uh, he's for sure got over 200 career wins. Uh, I think he's been at uh, Smithson Valley for maybe 25 seasons. I want to say uh, he came in like the 90s, like 94, maybe 95. Uh, not 100% sure on that, but he's been there a long time. That, that's the point is. But I asked him, you know, hey, what's kind of a difference or what's, you know, what, what maybe compared to some of your old older teams, past teams, where does this team kind of rank? And you know, he didn't give me a ranking, but he said, you know, hey, the big thing with this team is the camaraderie. You know, they, they came together uh, pretty much all season long. They really haven't kind of, you know, they just stuck together through thick and thin. It's kind of interesting to me because it kind of has a lot of similarities. Like when I was talking to him, I was like, you know who this sounds like? It sounds like the College Station Cougars. So uh, <laughs> kind of reminded me a little bit about that. Like I think these teams are pretty uh, – more similar than we, we give him credit for because uh, that was a big key. And then something else I thought was kind of interesting was he did highlight a couple of defensive guys who play offense as well, once again, making me kind of think of College Station. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those were kind of the two things that, at least in my mind, really stuck out to me when I was talking with him was uh, kind of the similarities between them and College Station and then just kind of his general thoughts on, you know, where his team's at. Yeah, you know, very much sounds very similar to where the Cougars are at and, you know, you talked with uh, some of the Cougars earlier this week. Have you talked to Coach Pryor yet as we're recording uh, this? No, not yet, actually, not about yet. the game. Later this week, though. you know. Later this week. So you have to check the yeah. U.com for what Coach Pryor had to say about this game. Uh, but from what you've heard from the players and what you heard after the game on Friday – yeah, it was Friday, I Yeah, guess, Friday, yep. You know, what, what have they said they're focused on this week? Yeah, really for them it's just, uh, you know, something that Coach Pryor's kind of mentioned uh, both to both of us at times throughout this year is, you know, just kind of going 1-0. Uh, you know, they kind of were just saying, hey, we're going to attack the film as soon as we get it and just kind of go from there. Um, didn't sound like they knew too much about Smithson Valley Friday night after the game. Uh, heck, Coach Pryor didn't even know much uh, either at first. You know, he just kind of said, hey, uh, we know who we're playing. We don't know when and we don't know where, so don't ask me. But uh, that's what, when it, what was part of his uh, post-game message to the guys. That made me kind of laugh when he said that. But, yeah, uh, really it's just it's kind of, hey, stick together, let's watch the film, and let's go from there. Well, a guy that keeps just coming along in the, in the right moments, it seems, is, is Tony Hamilton. I mean, he had another huge game. Jake, we said it before, uh, I can't remember who, who it was, but if we had the player of the week poll again <laughs> – Tony Hamilton would be a prime candidate for that after his game last week. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, both sides of the ball, he made big plays. Uh, three rushing touchdowns, uh, short yardage, long yardage. He did both. Uh, he had the interception, which I wish we could play the video, actually, because, uh, man, that interception, like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not. 
that interception to me was like, man, you gotta you gotta be there to see it. Like, uh, just blew me away. His interception there uh, was on fourth and one. Georgetown had the ball, long drive on offense, uh, pretty much right before the half too. I think there was like three ish minutes uh, on the one, fourth and one, do or die situation. Quarterback just you know launches one back at the end zone. Tony just jumps in front of his guy, comes down with it. I mean, just man, what a game from him. And like you said, he's been coming along just late here in the season, just. Each week it feels like, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned Tony and, you know, and this week once again, I mean, just really good performance from him. Well, Cougars, they're going to have a big matchup on Saturday in Pflugerville. Jake will be there covering the game. Be sure to follow his updates on the purple team from <laughs> College Station. All right, Jake. Franklin, they're facing Columbus on Friday in Tomball kickoff at seven o'clock I'll say it last week it kind of seemed like it could have been a trap game potentially for the Lions they took care of business in a 53-18 win over Hitchcock I mean I was there that was the first time I'd gotten to see Franklin this season and they looked like they looked like a true state contender like we thought they would and uh, against a team in Hitchcock that was pretty red hot coming into it was kind of upset minded but now comes a game against Columbus where the Cardinals, they're like really, really red hot. And they're looking to break through the state semifinals for just the third time in school history. Funny enough, their one loss on the season was a five-point defeat to Hitchcock earlier this year in district play, <laughs> kind of on a last-second touchdown. I think it was like with like less than 30 seconds to go in the game. So interesting note, uh, Mark Fannin told me after the game that Columbus's defensive coordinator. He used to coach at Franklin, apparently. So he'll have to find a way to slow down Bryson Washington and Jaden Jackson. I mean, this is – I think I think the first two games that we're talking about, Jake, those are going to be really, really good games. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, man, you know, I've watched the first – I watched those first two Franklin playoff games, and, Man, they just they ran the ball over everyone. I mean, uh, I know that Anawak game they were down at halftime, seven to six. That was two weeks ago, right, Anawak? Mm-hmm. Seven to six. But uh, man, come out in the second half and just start. They just keep pounding the rock and it works. I mean, they pick up short yards, three to four yards, and you're kind of thinking, all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll stop them eventually. But they just keep wearing teams down. Like that three to four yard pickup just seems to work every time, like to perfection. Well, I got a chance this week to go out to Franklin, talked with. You know, Colton Metters, Quaid Lopez, uh, and, and Trent. Uh, gosh, I can't remember his last name. Sorry, Trent. I apologize. But uh, just about Franklin's offensive line. Because as much as we talk about Jaden Jackson and Bryson Washington, that offense does not run without that offensive line. So got to talk with them and Coach Fannin about Franklin's offensive line. Fun fact, Jake, Coach Fannin, he played offensive line at Franklin back in the 90s. So... Didn't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Did but, he uh, uh, think he could uh, suit up and, you know, if, if we took him, you know, time machine, a little time travel, did he think his uh, past self could be a starter <laughs> on this year's offensive line? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll have to ask him about right, that. Yeah. But uh, here's, a, here's a little bit of our, my conversation with Coach Fannin on Franklin's offensive line. It means a lot. Uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in my offensive line. And, uh, you know, those guys, like I said before, they don't, they don't get their names in the paper, and they don't get a lot of publicity. You know, um, they don't see, you don't see all their stats and stuff. They just go to war. You know, they're just 
junkyard dogs that you know just get after it every single play and um, just mentally tough and you know really don't care how they look you know they're not pretty boys that you know have to have 14 armbands on and you know stuff like that so they just get out there and play football because they love it and they're just mean and tough players and I take a lot of pride in those guys and I tell them all the time of uh, you know how much I appreciate them and how much I love them and because they're in the trenches every single play and um, they uh, they mean a lot to me in this program. Well, and you know I know I know Bryson and Jaden are special, but this offense doesn't go without that line, does it? No, it don't. Uh, and and the backs I got right now, you know they, you know they're very appreciative of these of these guys up front blocking for them. Uh, you know they tell them all the time, thank you and. They're encouraging to them, and uh, you know, and and you know, it's it's something special to watch or watch a back go up to a couple backs go up to the lineman and just excited after they score a touchdown, you know, go up to them and, and praise the lineman for creating those holes. So uh, that that they go hand in hand together, and uh, it's it's pretty fun to watch. You know, last year you guys no question had an incredible offense, but lost three of your starters. You know, how have you really seen this unit come together with some new pieces over the season? Yeah, uh, you know, it was kind of a question mark at the beginning of the season because we did lose three or four guys from last year. Um, but starting in the off season, these guys that are that are on the offensive line this year have really put the work in. They were up here early mornings. Uh, they knew it was going to be there because it was their turn, you know. So they kind of bought in and, and, and put the extra work in and, um, and kind of, you know, taking over that role, and they haven't skipped a beat since. And, you know, you always worry about, you know, them gelling and them working off each other. And at the beginning of the year, you know, we we struggled a little bit because we had a lot of new bodies up there, some of them that played Thursday night football last year uh, and never took a varsity rep. And that game speed from a Thursday night to a Friday night is completely different, obviously. And them just catching up every Friday night to that – to that varsity game speed, uh, it, it just made them better each and every week. So, and they and they work hard. Be sure to check out the rest of that feature coming later this week at theeagle.com. You know, Jake, it seems like when the stakes have been high for Franklin this year, they've they've really been playing at their best. I think about their road win over Lorena. They got they got a fourteen point win. Bryson Washington had like three hundred yards and six touchdowns. He was literally yeah. unstoppable. They blew out Cameron Yo at home to clinch the district championship when we thought, hey, Cameron, they're coming on. And uh, they, they, they left no questions asked about that one. Columbus, they beat both of those teams, though, in route to this game back here in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, maybe more of an evenly matched game. You know, when I was out there, Coach Fannin, he was harping on his guys like, hey, Y'all got to prepare for this game. This is a really good football team. They're not taking anything for granted at all this week, it seems. So, Cardinals have a strong rushing tandem themselves. They got they got James Hurd and Tyrone Whitehead, and uh, they got the Schobel brothers. And uh, sounds like they're they're the sons of head coach Matt Schobel. So uh, they're making their co- their their <laughs> coach and their dad happy on offense with some some good play. But uh, you know, Jake, what's uh what's something that it looks like will be a key for the Lions this week uh, as they're going to be playing Columbus. Yeah, we hear this from uh, coaches a lot, so uh, kind of take a page out of the uh, coaches' book playbook here. But uh, I think ball security, not turning it over, is going to be a big one. Um, you know, Columbus. If you look at Columbus, they really capitalized 
last week off of Cameron Yo turnovers. Uh, can't remember just off the top of my head how many they had. I know uh, they threw at least three interceptions, it sounded like. Yeah, but uh, so tough tough break for the Yeoman there. But, you know, Columbus took advantage of that. And, you know, that's just something we hear about a lot is, you know, hey, you got to f- limit turnovers, win the turnover battle. And that's going to be something both, I mean, both of these teams are going to want to do. Uh, but, yeah, if you're Franklin, that's something you kind of got to watch out for because, uh, I mean, Columbus would like nothing better, I think, than to, uh, you know, be able to add some uh, fumble recoveries or maybe some interceptions to their uh, highlight reel overall as a team. Well, third and final game for the Brazos Valley this week, Burton, they're battling Granger on Friday night in Bastrop kickoff at 7 o'clock. Jake, it's time we start talking about this Burton defense because they are – they are doing something special that no other team in the state has done. And that is they're the only team in the state to shut out their first three playoff opponents, which is pretty impressive feat. The latest was last week's seven Oh win over Chilton. They've allowed just, they allowed just 95 yards on the night, only 14 in the second half. The pirates were averaging over 41 points a game coming into that one. Jake. Yeah, no, uh, really just impressive performance for Burton. I know, uh, you know, it was only 7-0 win, but, uh, man, if you look at the two weeks before that, I think the offense put up 46 points and then 55. So, uh, yeah, they've been just clicking. And like you said, the defense, I'm impressed. You told me that stat earlier this week, and I kind of had to do like a double take. Like I had to kind of walk out of my living room and was like, let me get a little better cell reception because what did you just say? (laughs) I think I'm going to nickname Burton's defense the Red Dead defense. <laughs> so, Burton, you are now the Red Dead defense, according to me, Alex Miller from the Eagle. So, Panthers got Granger this week. Burton, they're seeking their fir- their fourth excuse me, state semifinal appearance in school history, first time since 2017. This is Granger's best season since 2007 when the Lions themselves made the state semifinals. This is also a rematch of uh, last year's regional playoff. Burton won 57-27. to So, Jake, it seems like, though, that Burton, if they're going to want to keep that shutout streak going, they're going to have to find a way to slow down Granger's senior running back, DJ McClond. I don't have the stats pulled up, but he is having himself a year. So uh, they're going to they're gonna get a good little matchup this week. You're, you're going to be there on Friday over in Bastrop, is that right? Yeah, I will, yep. So uh, what, what are you kind of looking for from the Panthers this week? Yeah, well, uh, you know, defense, I want to see how they do. Um, offense, I mean, seven points last week. Hey, a win's a win, but, uh, you know, I'd kind of like to see the offense, kind of see what they look like this week. Um, I'm sure they're probably not happy with just putting up seven points, especially coming off, you know, last two weeks where they put up, you know, 40 and 50. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see the offense maybe uh, see what they can do, kind of, maybe take a step forward from last week and just kind of see, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just overall, I want to see just how they kind of put the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side together again and see what happens this week. Well, Jake, we normally don't do this on the podcast, but since there's only three games left, <laughs> let's make some picks. Oh, boy, here we how go. How about that? We've already sent them in, so or you should have. Oh, I did. I did, actually. <laughs> All right, Jake, let's start with College Station and Smithson Valley. Who do, you, who do you have in this one? I'm going with the Cougars. It'll be a close game, though. Uh, going with the Cougars, though. I am going with the Cougars, too. Uh, Smithson Valley is a really good team, and I think that uh, this will be a good game, like you said, Jake. I just think with the uncertainty it's with Smithson Valley at quarterback and uh, what College Station has shown, what they've been able to do the last couple weeks, it's hard to pick against the Cougars where they've been trending. So... 
All right, Franklin and Columbus. All right, so uh, which team has uh, Bryson Washington and Jaden Jackson? That would be the Franklin Lions. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. Uh, <laughs> until Franklin proves me wrong, I'm riding with Franklin. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. I, I, I certainly think Columbus is capable of an upset, but I'm definitely picking the Lions in this one. You know, here's the deal, Jake. It's kind of like picking against Alabama. <laughs> until you prove you can beat Alabama consistently, you don't pick against Alabama. And that's kind of how Franklin's playing right now. So it's hard to pick against the Lions in this one. All right, let's round it out. Burton and Granger, who you got? I'm going with Burton. Uh, you know, I just think they've, it's weird. I was looking at the schedule uh, for both of these teams and was kind of surprised how many common opponents they've had this year. Uh, I had to do a double take. I was like, did I miss something? Like, are they in the same district? Uh, but they're not, obviously. But it's funny because they've had, I think, maybe four or five games this season, maybe even like up to six games, where they just played the same team. Uh, whether Granger played one of their district opponents and then Burton played them in non-district or kind of vice versa, or maybe even met them in the playoffs. Uh, so just with all those common opponents in mind and playing them last year, I just kind of think Burton may have a little bit of an edge. I mean, I think both teams probably know each other pretty well because they've played so many similar teams, but uh, got to go with Burton. Well... I think that's going to do it for us this week, Jake. Hey, you're going to Bastrop on Friday? Yeah. You know what's in Bastrop, Jake? No. Bucky's. Oh, hey, there we go. So Jake better go back to Bucky's after his darling debut at the one in Ennis. Hey, I'm disappointed. Week, uh, a couple weeks ago. I can, you know, now that we had last week's episode already, I'm disappointed, everybody, because I was going to bring my bag of beaver nuggets. I, had, I left it unopened to bring on the podcast last week and eat it when we came back from our break. When we played the video. Oh, really? And I left it at my apartment. Oh. I left it at my apartment. And I was like, I got back to my apartment afterwards. And I was like, what are these beaver nuggets doing on the couch? Oh, hey. Those were supposed to be for the podcast. Well, we'll have to bring them on next week. So we've picked all three Brazos Valley teams to win this week. So we'll see if we're right. And if we're back here next week talking a little more football, be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our coverage of high school football here in the Brazos Valley. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So for Jake Weeks, I'm Alex Miller. We'll see you next week.